I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Good evening, good evening, Allen family and beyond. For those who are on the air to hear a word, you are in the right place and the right time for a word and prayer. For To our pastor, our pastor, the Reverend Elaine McCollins Flake, our pastor emeritus, Floyd Harold Flake, we are here, and we have a treat. We have a family. We have Joy, Reverend Joyce McKinley, followed by her son, Terrence McKinley, Pastor Terrence McKinley. Joyce, can you hear? Hello? Good evening, Reverend Wyatt. Can you hear me? Oh, now I can. I was about okay. ready Praise to tune up my voice. Go Lord. for it. You are up first. Amen. Go for it. Oh, amen. Thank you so much, Reverend Wyatt, for this opportunity to serve and to approach the throne of God in prayer. Uh, first, first and foremost, I give honor to God for this opportunity as well. And I honor and give thanks to God for our senior pastor, Reverend Elaine Flake, and our pastor emeritus, Reverend Dr. Floyd Flake, for they are indeed two of God's greatest generals. Alan, friends and family, I uh, want to lift before you tonight a familiar passage of scripture, but one that the Lord has had on my heart for several weeks now, uh, Second Chronicles chapter number seven, verse number 14. And I'll be reading to you from the New International Translation. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you this evening, giving you glory, honor, and praise. Father, we thank you for being a sovereign God. We thank you, Lord God, for last night's lying down and this morning arising. For this is truly the day that you have made we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you for your everlasting love toward us, for you are a faithful God. In spite of everything that's going on in the world, you are still sovereign. You are still great. You still sit on the throne. Father, we ask that you forgive us this evening of anything that we have done by thought, word, or deed that is not pleasing in your sight. Father, we pray that you would create in us a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within us. Father God, there is so much turmoil in our world today, none of which have caught you by surprise because you are an omniscient God. 
I come this evening, Lord, praying for peace and healing to this broken world that so desperately needs healing and restoration that only God that you can bring to us. Father, I recognize that not everyone have turned from their wicked ways. So, Lord, I stand in the gap this evening for all nations and all people, and I pray the prayer of repentance. So have mercy upon us, Lord, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out our transgressions, wash us thoroughly from our iniquities, and, Father, cleanse us from our sins. Kind Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you will bring peace to the Middle East. Bring peace to Ukraine. Bring peace to Africa, Central and South America. Bring peace, Lord, to Europe. And Father, bring peace to this nation and to our community. I pray for all the innocent victims of war, Lord. Father, meet them at their point of need. Provide food, shelter, clean water, Lord. All the things that we so often take for granted, your people are in need of. Holy Spirit, comfort those who have lost loved ones. Draw near to the brokenhearted and save the, those crushed in spirit. Father, your word tells us that blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. So Holy Spirit, comfort only like you can comfort. Lord, you are still the omniscient God. You are all-knowing, but you are also an omnipotent God. You are all-powerful. You have all power to speak peace, to war and violence. And if you speak peace, it must cease. So, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for peace and healing of our land. Father God, despite all the chaos in the world, I declare and decree in the name of Jesus that we will not worry nor be afraid. I pray that you remove any fear or worry from the hearts and minds of your people. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in all things, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make our requests known unto you, unto you, God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. John 16 and 33 tells us, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, I pray that you heal our land, and I also pray that your peace, your peace, God, I pray for your peace, to everyone under the sound of my voice, and let not their hearts be troubled, nor be afraid. Lord, I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, and let the people of God 
say amen. 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 And now it is my honor, and I don't think I said my name, Reverend Dr. Alfonso Wyatt, right here. It is my honor to bring forth Terrence McKinley, Pastor Terrence McKinley. Pastor Terrence, are you there? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, and I just want to thank you. I heard you when you first started out as a teenager at my mama and daddy's church over in Corona. And now, Pastor, go forth, sir. Well, we greet you all with the joy and the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I do want to salute and celebrate our incredible leader, the Reverend Dr. Elaine McCollins Flake, the senior pastor of Allen, Greater Allen Cathedral, pastor emeritus, uh, father of ministry, the great Reverend Dr. Floyd H. Flake, I do salute you to Reverend Wyatt, all the other ministers that are on the call. Truly, it's a blessing to be with you tonight. Uh, forgive me if my form is a little bit different, uh, but I hope that there is a word from the Lord. Matthew chapter 16, these words are recorded in verses 13 through 20. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not overcome it. And I will give you keys to the kingdom. For whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Verse number 19, 18, for emphasis. And I tell you the truth, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Matthew 16 drops us into a very interesting portion of scripture because Jesus in the New Testament only mentions the church two times. Matthew chapter number 16 and Matthew chapter number 18. Those are the only times Jesus mentions the church. And Matthew 16, the first mention is a critical turning point in the ministry of Jesus. By this time, Jesus has been going to and fro, and people have now come to understand that he is a miracle worker. Jesus has fame that is now going abroad. And in Matthew chapter 16, there's also growing opposition. In the midst of opposition that's growing, Jesus does something very strange in Matthew chapter number 16. He takes, the, he takes his disciples and he leaves the place of the nation of Israel and he goes to Caesarea Philippi. Now, Caesarea Philippi is a Gentile nation. It's where they worship false gods. Caesarea Philippi is a place where others are uh, doing the work of the unrighteous uh, as they worship the gods of Baal and others. And in this particular context, Jesus asks two questions. He starts with the first question, which is a setup to set the stage for the second question. He says, who do people say that I am? 
The disciples respond to him really quickly. They say that John the Baptist, they say Elijah, they say Jeremiah. And oftentimes when we read this scripture, we think that these are insults. But the disciples thought they were actually heralding Jesus, lifting him up. Because by saying that he's John the Baptist, they were saying that you've come to call everyone to repentance. By saying he was Elijah, they thought that they were saying, you are a miracle worker unlike we've ever seen. By saying he's Jeremiah, they thought that he was saying, you are a prophet that's speaking truth to power. But the problem with what the disciples were saying is that all of those distinctions underestimated the power of Jesus. My God, that's good news. That he asked them the question and they missed at first. But Jesus comes back and asks the second, second question. He says, who do you say that I am? And then in my mind, I see Peter jumping in front of the other disciples. Peter jumps forward and he says, I say that you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. You are the chosen one. You're the one who, who has been sent from our father in heaven. Peter in this moment says that they have underestimated you, but I see who you really are. You are the one we've been waiting for. Beloved, this is a powerful moment in the life of the church. Here's why. Because in Matthew 16, we find the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is to be those who have a confession of who Jesus really is. Here's where I want to hang my anchor in prayer, that when we pray, there are some people that will only pray and trust God to the limit of their revelation of God, and then mm. they will stop. But those of us who know that God is bigger than all of our limitations, we know that while some may see him in, as Elijah, some may see him as John the Baptist, some may see him as a prophet, that Jesus is more than that. And can I suggest to us as we go to God tonight that no matter how people will bemoan our understanding of who Jesus is, how people will criticize our devotion, how people will criticize our praise, that when we have a revelation of who he is, that he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, he is a doctor in the sick room and a lawyer in the courtroom, he can heal my body even in 2023. He can save my family in 2023. He can bring a miracle into my life in 2023. When we have this kind of confession, Jesus says, that's your purpose. Now I'll give you the promise. With that confession, you can, you can go, the, you will be the church and the gate of hell will not overcome you that they won't be able to stop you. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Let's go to God in prayer. Good and gracious God, we come tonight just to magnify you, to exalt you, to enlarge you. As we, as we settle into this time that you had in scripture with your disciples. Father, in the midst of an environment where others worshiped false gods, where People lived in an unrighteous fashion. God, you took an opportunity to call your disciples close and to ask them, who do you say that I am? Father, we came on the prayer call tonight to say that you are God and beside you, there is none other. 
In fact, God, we've got a personal testimony that you have brought us through time and time again. Oh, God, we give you glory tonight because you are the God that has healed our bodies. You are the God that has clothed us in our right mind. You are the God that has given us everything that we have according to your riches and glory. We thank you that even the wealth we have, the breath we have in our bodies, the strength that we have, we have it because it comes from you. We take an opportunity to stop our night and to declare that there's nobody like our God. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, Lord, you are worthy of our praise. We pray tonight, God, that, Lord, that you will give us an expanded revelation of who you are. Help us to take you outside of boxes that we have intentionally or unintentionally created for you. In the name of Jesus, somebody's on this prayer call tonight, God, and perhaps their faith has waned. My God, Lord, you order our steps, and Lord, you have there are no mistakes when it comes to you. And so you allowed us to be in this place so that we can be encouraged that you never leave us nor forsake us. God, we say thank you. We say thank you, God, because we know that it is the purpose of the church to have a right confession of who Jesus is. And when we have a right confession of who you are, It'll be bigger than what our coworkers say about you. It'll be bigger than what Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook says about you. When we have a right understanding, revelation, and confession of who you are, God, we know that we will take the limits off of what you're able to do in each and every one of our lives. We thank you for Peter who jumped forward and Jesus affirmed him and said, flesh and blood haven't revealed this to you. On this rock, I'll build my church. And in the midst of a time where they say the church is waning, the church is falling back, the church is in decline, Father, we thank you that the church is built on the solid foundation of an everlasting God and a soon-coming Savior whose blood still meets our needs. Oh, God, we give you thanks tonight that we're not designed to be passive. But Lord, you said the gates of Hades will not overcome us and gates, God, block stuff. And so you called us to advance on the enemy's kingdom. You called us to press in on the enemy's kingdom. So I pray for those who are on tonight with talents and giftings and callings that have not yet manifest. As we lift our hands and worship you, I pray that God, that you will activate callings. You will stir up the gift on the inside of us. You will show us a version of ourselves that we've not seen yet. And as you do that with the remnant, those hundreds or thousands that are on this prayer call tonight, that God, we will advance and give you glory and the gates of hell won't be able to hold you back. In fact, God, MAGA Republicans won't hold you back. The enemy will not be able to hold you back. The thief that seeks to come to steal, to kill, and to destroy will not be able to hold your church back. We pray tonight that you will get the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, and bless God.
Amen. And we thank you. We thank you for both the Old Testament word and Chronicles and that New Testament word. We thank you, McKinley, a family, uh, Reverend uh, McKinley and Pastor Terrence McKinley. We thank you that you thought it not robbery uh, to offer to God's people uh, supernatural options in terms of who we are and who we can be. And to the Allen family, to those who are listening in, who have been here for the three and a half some odd uh, years, and those that perhaps may have tuned in just today, we say you have a good night. Meditate on what you heard and go forth with strength and power. It is in Jesus' name we call these things as done. You all have a good night. God bless you and sleep well. Amen. Good night.